Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Hello and welcome to Laying the Points, a Rotoviz podcast brought to you by MyBookie. I'm Anthony Amico. You can find me on Twitter at Amixta. And my co-host is Selection Swami, Matt LaMarca, who you can follow on Twitter at Matt LaMarca. Matt, how's it going? Going real well. Uh, definitely enjoying life here during the NBA All-Star break. Have had a lot of free time. Uh, saw the Black Panther movie today and it definitely lived up to expectations, so... Yeah, I'm excited. It's uh, I'm ready to get going on this podcast because I've been inactive now for a few days. So, <laughs> well, we're glad. They call you the Grill Master. You've seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop, and as you lift that first forkful to your mouth, you savor the moment. To get amazing offers during the Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, like the 2019 C-Class sedan and GLC SUV, the perfect recipes of driving performance. Plus, you can enjoy six months of Sirius XM All Access included. The Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, now serving limited-time offers on a select lineup of vehicles. Offers end September 3rd. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. To get you uh, up and moving in terms of sports, uh, but before we get into the show, I just want to remind everyone that you can get a listeners-only 30% discount to a Rotoviz NFL Pass by subscribing to the podcast homepage, rotoviz.com slash podcast. Uh, so today is going to actually start what will be a four-part MLB preview. Uh, Major League Baseball season will be starting just a short time away. And we want to be sure on laying the points that we give you all the ins and outs in terms of what to expect from the teams, uh, some potential betting uh, that you can take action on. Uh, so we're going to do that in four parts. Uh, part one this week will be American League East and American League West. Uh, next week, we will talk AL Central and some more general American League futures. Uh, then we're actually going to take a break to talk uh, a little March Madness. But right after that, we're going to go right back. NL East, NL West, and NL Central, NL Champs. So we're going to have a lot to talk about. We're talking AL East first, though, Matt. And of course, we're going to start with the New York Yankees. 2017, their record was 91 and 71. They lost in the ALCS to eventual eventual champion Houston. Uh, their weighted runs created plus was 108, that ranked fifth in the league. Their skill intera- skill interactive ERA or Sierra was 3.78, that ranked fifth. Uh, key players that left in the offseason were second baseman Starlin Castro, third baseman Chase Headley, starting pitcher Michael Pineda. And key additions were John Carlos Stanton and Brandon Drury, who they actually just acquired last night. Um, departures and additions are courtesy of Bleacher Report. Uh, the pennant odds, so odds that the Yankees will win the American League, courtesy of my bookie, that is even odds. And their odds to win the World Series are plus 400. Uh, their win total, projected win total is 94.5. So, Matt, what do you make of the Yankees for 2018? It's hard not to like what they've done in the offseason, and you look at what they've already accomplished, this clearly feels like 
one of the front runners to represent the American League for sure. Uh, those numbers you mentioned, those were fifth in the in the entire baseball league, correct? Not just the American League. So yep, MLB. Yeah, they were already, you know, a top five team in terms of offense and pitching. And now you add in Giancarlo Stanton, who's coming off a year where he hit 57 homers and you know you look to add a guy like Greg Bird back into the lineup and and you know what he projects to do offensively and this could easily be the highest scoring team in the league you know they um just have tons and tons of power and they play in a band box of a stadium so it, it, they they should if not lead the league in run scored be right up there and as far as the pitching goes they certainly are better than they were at this time last year. Now that we know what Michael, um, I'm sorry, what Luis Severino can bring them, you know, getting hopefully a, a full year out of good Sonny Gray. And then you have some prospects in the minor leagues that could make a contribution or could be used at the deadline to bring in another piece. So given all of those, it's hard not to really like what the Yankees are going to provide this year. Yeah, definitely. And I, the thing that really stands out to me is the bullpen, of course, or all this Chapman, Dave Robertson, uh, Batances, Canley, Green. I mean, they they are easily five deep in terms of really good bullpen pitchers. Um, Derek Cardi over at Roto Grinders has a projection system called the Bat, uh, and the Yankees rank second in his uh, team ERA projections for 2018. Huge part of that, he said, was, was the bullpen and Severino. So yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, the the projection systems really like the Yankees pitching as well. So if they can pitch, I mean, I I as a Yankees fan, like I think we were thinking of this in the playoffs too. Like you know, you get a game that goes, you have a lead after six, you're hoping that that's all you really need with the bullpen. So I definitely definitely liking the Yankees and um, you know, after what they did last year when it wasn't really expected, I think that clearly they're not going to sneak up on anyone. Yeah, and then. Uh- you mentioned the pitching. I think the big X factor for them is what you get out of CC Sabathia. You know, he had a really nice year last year, 3.69 ERA. Uh, his advanced numbers were not as good as that. And he hadn't been quite as strong a pitcher, you know, in like 2014, 2015. So which version of Sabathia you're going to get is obviously a, a key for their pitching staff. And then Greg Bird, I mean, I already brought him up, but if he stays healthy, he seems like a lock to hit 30-plus home runs in that stadium. And having a left-handed bat to go between, you know, all their right-handed players like um, Giancarlo, Aaron Judge, Gary Sanchez, who gets knocked for his defense but is the best hitting catcher in the league, hands down. You know, having a lefty to split those guys up is going to be pretty massive, I think. The, the only question with Bird is his health. You know, he played 130 games in 2013, but other than that, he has really struggled to crack the 100-game plateau. So if he can't stay healthy, they have a pretty big hole at first base. I mean, uh, maybe you can get Judge or Stanton to play there, but Brian Cashman has already come out and said that that's not going to happen. So uh, that's really the one thing that I think takes this offense from, you know, good to over the top good yeah and i think that brandon drury could actually play first base also if they really needed him he only played one game there last year but he did spend time at the position in the minors so but yeah again that would be another right-handed bat not to knock brandon drury but that's a pretty big offensive downgrade so 
Yeah. Brandon Drury tri- Twitter is not going to come after us for that comment. We can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Matt, long story short, what do you make of the win total? 94 and a half, obviously very high, uh, very close to what they did last year. Do you think that goes over or under? And what is your confidence level in that? Yeah, I mean, it seems fair given how the team is constructed right now. And like I mentioned, you know that if they're in contention, ownership is going to do everything possible to improve this team at the trade deadline. But I'm going to go slight under. I feel like teams like the Yankees that are going to get a lot of public support, the line is typically uh, inflated by a couple of wins. So I think for that reason, I'm going to go under. Uh, Wouldn't shock me if they won 100 games, but I think it might be more in line with what they did last year when they really uh, overperformed. Yeah, I I agree with you. There's only four teams that that met that win total last year. Uh, Certainly, I think the Yankees are in the running as a top five team in baseball. But I just I never really feel comfortable taking an over on on a total in the mid 90s. It just doesn't really seem uh, I don't know, like the odds don't really seem to be realistic there. All right, let's move on to the Boston Red Sox. 2017 record, they were 93-69. and 69, So they won the division last year, lost in the ALDS to the Astros. Uh, 92 WRC+, plus, that ranked 22nd. 3.77 Sierra, that ranked 4th. They lost Doug Fister and Addison Reed in the offseason, and they recently just signed outfielder J.D. Martinez. A uh, nice bat there for them. Uh, pennant odds are plus 550. World Series odds plus 1,100, and their win total is slightly lower than the Yankees, 91.5. Matt, what do you got on the Red Sox? Yeah, I think they're right up there with the Yankees, obviously in terms of talent. Um, Loaded with good young players. Their outfield in particular, they have some really, really strong guys who could take even another step forward. Mookie Betts was a bit of a disappointment, at least in the first half of last season. So I think if you can get a full year from him, playing at his full potential, uh, that's you know a huge addition to make to an already really strong lineup. And then J.D. Martinez, you know whether you want to think it was a little bit fluky or not, he had a season last year that really hasn't been done since like prime Albert Pujols years, you know where he um, hit over 40 home runs and was uh, around 300 as a batter. Like he is going to be a massive addition. For a team that struggled at DH last year without Big Poppy. So uh, I think he could have just a tremendous impact on this offense. And I think, you know, uh, the Yankees make it the, the, the credit here offensively, but this team could hang with them, I think, in, in any given game. Yeah, I actually saw a really good piece yesterday on the ringer by uh, Zach Cram that was comparing. Stanton and Martinez, and their numbers are actually very, very similar since 2014. Uh, similar number of plate appearances. Obviously, Stanton has the edge in homers, but on base percentage is 366 Stanton, 362 Martinez. Slugging is 573 Stanton, 574 Martinez. And WRC Plus is 149 Stanton, 148 Martinez. So, really, really close in terms of overall production. Uh, so, I mean, if that impact is going to be similar for the Red Sox, and obviously they just picked him up as a free agent, they didn't have to trade away anything else on their roster to, to get Martinez. I think that's absolutely a huge pickup. And I, it, as a Yankee fan, I'm certainly scared of the Red Sox. Yeah, for sure. And then the big X factor with their pitching staff is what can they get from David Price this season? 
You know, he barely pitched last year. He came out of the bullpen at times. But this is a guy who is a previous Cy Young winner, you know, and has the makeup to be one of the 10 best pitchers in the game. If they're adding that guy back into their staff, which, as you mentioned, already was top five last year in baseball, that has the potential to be even a bigger addition than what Martinez gives them on the offensive side. Definitely agree with that. Uh, so 91.5, again, just a little bit lower than the Yankees, but you know every win matters in these win totals. Uh, what are we thinking there over under? I'm going to go over on this team. I mean, they won 93 last year, really didn't lose anything. You know, I, I know Doug Fister was good for them last year mm-hmm. down the stretch, but he's still Doug Fister. And, you know, they're adding in a huge bat in Martinez, potentially getting some more impact out of, uh, David Price, and we haven't even mentioned Chris Sale, who was probably the best pitcher in the league last year. So I like the Red Sox to go over their win total, and uh, I would also take them to win the division as well. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty crazy that they won 93 games and they didn't really produce that many runs. I mean, 22nd in WRC Plus really isn't that good. Uh, so uh, I agree with you. I, I like the over. I mean, Boston, I feel like just Boston always gets it done. Like uh, when they have a bad roster every year, I think that they're, they're going to underperform, they overperform. And now they actually have a really good roster. So I, I definitely expect them to win games. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's move over to the Toronto Blue Jays in 2017. They were 76 and 86, 91 WRC plus 24th in baseball, 4.27 Sierra. That's 12th. They didn't really lose anybody this offseason, and they have picked up uh, outfielder Curtis Granderson, shortstop Olympus Diaz, and second baseman Young Veris Salarte. Pennant odds plus 1,300, World Series odds plus 2,000, and their projected win total is 81 games. What do we think about the Jays, Matt? Yeah, I think that their offense, you know, given the amount of big bats that they have in there, the fact that they were only 24th last year is concerning. You know, you look at a guy like Josh Donaldson, who was sort of uh, in and out with injuries, but, you know, between him and, and Tulowitzki and, uh, you know, Kendrys Morales at, at DH and, um, you know, just the compilation of, of power that they have at all these different spots, you would expect them to have been better offensively. They did. I do like Aledmis Diaz. I think he's a pretty sneaky addition for them. You know, he was really good for the Cardinals when given a chance. But uh, I just don't know where this team really gets better this season. You know, they're an older team. Like Curtis Granderson, I don't see it. Like he is a very solid major league player. And as a Met fan, I, I always appreciated what he did. But is he moving the needle for this team? Like I, I don't see it. So. I have question marks there, and then I don't think the starting pitching is really strong enough to overcome that. Yeah, it's definitely fair. They do get Aaron Sanchez back this year, which I think will be pretty big. He only made eight starts last year, and in 2016, I thought he really broke out. You know, only had the three ERA, struck out 161 batters. He looked like he was kind of coming into form. Um, so we'll see kind of how he how he responds this year off the injury. But I do think that that uh, is a pretty sizable difference. And I, it does look like, look like this team is interested in winning, which is nice because they have, you know, they're picking up guys, they're making moves. They're not looking to sell. So uh, if they're close, this could be a team that's potentially a buyer at the deadline to try to make a push. Yeah, I buy that. And 
Sanchez coming back is nice, but uh, I'm thinking maybe that um, Marcus Stroman sees a little bit of regression this season. You know, he pitched to a 3.09 ERA last year, but his advanced numbers were not so good. I mean, he doesn't strike out nearly as much as your typical ace pitcher. You know, his K per nine was only 7.34. He's more of like an extreme ground ball type of pitcher, but if he regresses, you know, I think that could hurt them almost as much as Sanchez coming back will help them. Yeah, definitely buy that. I mean, in DFS, Stroman's the guy where it's like, oh, like the Blue Jays are minus 180 today. And then you're like, oh, well, (laughs) we still can't pitch Stroman because he's going to strike out like three batters. Yep. (laughs) Uh, So what do you make of the win total? Once again, it is at 81 games. I'm going to go under here. Um, You know, they won five under that last year. And again, I don't think they've really improved much. So uh, I think they'll be back around the 76 win mark would be my guess. Uh, I'm going to go over. I don't feel great about it, but uh, I kind of like what you mentioned before. I just don't believe that this team is going to continue to not hit with the kind of bats that they have in the lineup. So I think if they hit, you know, a little bit closer to what you'd expect, given the the personnel uh, and Sanchez gives them a little bump in the pitching, I think they can they can get to that number. But I don't feel I'm not running to the to the window to bet this one. That's fair. Tampa Bay Rays. In 2017, they went 80 and 82. Uh, they had a 98 WRC plus. That was 13th. A 4.20 Sierra. That ranked 10th. Uh, they made a lot of moves this offseason, though. They lost to Evan Longoria at third base. Uh, Logan Morrison is a free agent. He played first base for them last year. It doesn't look like they're going to re-sign him. Uh, relief pitchers, Tommy Hunter, Steve Chiswick, and Brad Boxberger. Uh, they designated Corey Dickerson for assignment. And they just traded Steven Souza last night. So a lot of a lot of losses there. Uh, they did pick up Denard Span and Carlos Gomez in the outfield. Pennant odds plus thirty three hundred. World Series odds plus four thousand. And their win total is seventy seven point five. Matt, what do you make of the Rays? I kind of like the Rays. Uh, they to me are a little bit like Spursish, where they always outperform their individual parts. You know, I feel like taking the over bet on them has been pretty smart for the past decade or so. And you look at their offense and nobody really jumps off the page. You know, Brad Miller had a, had a good year last year, but they're relying on a lot of pieces that, um, are either unproven or have shown the ability or the inability to stay healthy, like Wilson Ramos. So for me, uh, the offense is definitely not impressive, but I think that if the pitching staff can pitch up to their pedigrees, which is obviously a big if. I think they might be able to overcome some of those deficiencies. You know, Chris Archer, um, definitely wild at times, struggles with walks, but his stuff is up there with the best in the game. You know, Blake Snell, Jake, Jake Faria, they have both been considered elite prospects at different points of their career. So I think that the pitching here could be enough to, to have them make some noise. Not to challenge with the Yankees or the Red Sox, but to be, you know, the third best team in this division, in my opinion. Yeah, and uh, don't forget about former Yankee great Nathan Eovaldi. Oh, well, well, he's a bum. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, the pitching is definitely really good. Uh, uh, Again, to go back to Derek Cardi's projection, he does have the Rays uh, inside the top 10 and projected ERA this year, so... Uh, the staff and, and the players are definitely there. I just worry that this team, if it if they don't come out of the box hot, 
I'm just worried that they're going to be sellers quick. Definitely. And I'm afraid that they're going to move, possible. you know, yeah, Archer and those guys. Because obviously people are going to have interest in those players. Um, you know, and obviously the, the, the player market right now has been very, very slow. But I think once, once the games are being played and, and the wins are in front of these teams, I think that more moves are going to be made. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the market for his him is because I feel like he has been floated out there already, and I don't know if they've gotten you know a fair offer. And you know, we have a good friend. Uh, I'll throw him a shout out on here, John Schrank. I've mentioned him uh, to him a few times that I think it would be interesting for the Yankees to to look at him and float some of their prospects. And you know, he really hasn't been super interested in that. I think that a lot of Yankee fans kind of feel that way where they don't want to move on from any of their elite guys. So to me, like, even though Archer should be considered an elite pitcher, I don't think he really has that, you know, reputation right now, maybe throughout the the rest of baseball. Yeah, that makes sense. I I mean, I, I will say for the record, I would trade for Chris Archer today if, <laughs> if I could. Because he's not he's not really expensive. He's only due like six million this year, seven and a half million next year, nine million in twenty twenty. Like that's really really affordable for a guy of his quality. Maybe that's why the Rays ultimately will keep him. Right. But but uh, I I would trade for him at this instant. I feel the same way, especially if you're loaded like the Yankees. Like so, maybe you give up, you know, their stud shortstop guy. Like whatever, you already have one of the best shortstops in the league, and adding one more stud arm to that team would just put them way over the top. So I, I always err on the side of I'd rather have the proven thing than the prospect. But I also get that, you know, it's fun to root for homegrown guys. But uh, personally, I would just take the short thing if he was really on the table. I agree. Uh, so, Matt, you said that the over here is usually a good bet. Are you taking the over on 77 and a half this year? Yeah, I'm going over. I mean, they won 80 games last year. I know they lost some bigger names on their team, like Evan Longoria, but his production has been declining regardless. You know, I don't think that any of the other guys that they have lost really move the needle too much. You know, like going from Souza and Dickerson to Span and Gomez to me is not a huge downgrade, maybe even an upgrade depending on what you get from Gomez. But um, yeah, I think that this is one of those teams that we're going to look back and they're going to have 180 games again, and you're going to say, you know, how did they do it? Because you don't recognize like half the players that are in their lineup in a given day. I will let you know that C. Dick Twitter has a cult following. So choose your words carefully. <laughs> Listen, uh. <laughs> that guy won me uh, a fantasy title when he was in Colorado. And ever since then, I've been chasing the dragon and he sucks. So <laughs> C. Dick Twitter can come after me. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I am going to go under just because I, I think that the the chance to sell here is is high for this team, uh, and I actually do like the under as, as a bet. That's probably the one. That's one I probably feel the most confident in so far. Really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're higher on um, the Jays than I am, that would make sense. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, come bringing up the rear here in the AL East, Baltimore Orioles, 2017 record was 75 and 87. 96 WRC plus that was 16th 4.59 Sierra that was 26th they lost beef Castillo at catcher in the offseason but otherwise made no real moves pennant odds plus 3300 world series odds plus 6500 and their projected win total is 73 Matt, I feel like the O's are kind of boring but what, what do you make make of them here 
Yeah, I mean, they, they obviously have some blue chippers. You know, they've got Manny Machado. They have Jonathan Scope, who was like a borderline MVP candidate last year, um, outside of the Orioles being a pretty bad team. But he put up tremendous numbers for a second baseman. And then, you know, Adam Jones is another one of those guys who is uh, in that class as well. The big qu- question for me is, what do you get out of Chris Davis this year? Because he gave you absolutely nothing last season. You know, he p- had uh, 456 at-bats and had a 309 OBP and a 423 slugging for an OPS of 732. So uh, this is a guy who went from being like a 50-homer candidate to a guy who didn't even hit his weight last year. So uh, what they do with him, if he can bounce back, it wouldn't shock me if this team um, went over, but I could also see them falling out of it, and they have reportedly been dangling uh Machado in trade since they don't think they can resign him. So that's really the the big thing there is that if this team falls off fast, they might be big time sellers. And you know, Machado there would undoubtedly be a huge market for. And then as far as the pitching goes, it's kind of similar to the Rays where these guys have some pedigree, guys like Kevin Gaussman and Dylan Bundy. But unlike the Rays guys, they've really shown nothing in the major leagues. I mean, Gaussman had a decent year last year, but uh, especially yes, in yeah, in an in an AL East that's going to feature a tremendous amount of offense, this pitching staff just does not seem up to the task. Yeah, I agree with you. I it's funny that you say that about Bundy because I was like just looking at his numbers because I remember last year like every now and then he was a decent DFS play. But he really didn't have a great season. I mean, he struck out 22% of his batters, which is like, all right, brought the walks down from 2016, but FIP still 4.38. His Sierra was 4.45. Like, didn't really show like a lot of signs of being a great pitcher. And he, and he does give up a lot of fly balls, which is really, really bad considering the, you know, the competition that you mentioned in the AL East. So I, I definitely worry. If you had to put, if you were going to put odds on Machado being traded this year, would, is that would you say that that's a favorite, or do you think it's like a slight dog that they trade him? I'm going to go slight dog, just because it's so hard to trade one of those guys. Like nothing signals to your fan base more that you're giving up than letting one of those guys and uh, letting one of those guys go. And if you think there's even like a 25 percent chance that you can re-sign him if the team is somewhat competitive. I think you hold on to him. But if this team looks like they're going nowhere, I think you have to make the move. You know, you can't let him go for nothing and then be left with what you currently have on your roster. You know, like you could definitely get uh, two or three blue chip type guys for him, I would think, undoubtedly. So, um, yeah, I mean, maybe he, maybe it is a favorite. I, I don't know. It's close to 50-50 in my eyes. Yeah, well, I, I kind of agree because it's not – you know, it's not like basketball where you can say to Machado at the end of the year, like, we can offer you more money than everybody else. Right. Like, once he's a free agent, like, you know, the Yankees, the Red Sox, um, Dodgers, like, they could throw as much money at, at him as they want, and Baltimore can't really do anything about it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think if they're smart, they will they will try to move him. Even if they had to move him for, like, 75 cents on the dollar, like, I, you kind of just have to do it. Even You know, if you get... Two blue chippers instead of three. You know, you, you got to do it, I feel like, just because that's better than losing them for zero. Right. 75 cents is better than zero cents. Concurrent. The math <laughs> checks out on that. Um, 
73 win total, again, close to what they did last year. We kind of projected they might be sellers, Matt. So what, what do you think of the total there? It, it feels low. You know, like to win less than 70 games, you have to be a pretty bad team. But I still think I might go slight under just with the thought that they're going to be sellers at the deadline. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with you on that one, but I definitely don't feel terribly confident about it because, like you said, it's not a not a tremendous bar to clear there. Right. So ultimately, we're in concurrence with Yankees under, Red Sox over, and Orioles under. And then I've got Rays over, and you've got Blue Jays over. Yep. I think Absolutely. that's. I think that makes sense. I'll take. I'll take the Rays over versus the Blue Jays over. By the way, I'm in on that bet. <laughs> oh, maybe a little side action here. Yeah, we, <laughs> we can. Can we build that in the my bookie props builder? That's a great question. But w- while we're on the topic of my bookie. They are a presenting sponsor, and uh, they do have odds on everything. They have the all-new Prop Builder, which we'll definitely talk about in a moment. You can bet from your desktop, your tablet, or the all-world-class mobile site. They offer the fastest no-hassle payouts when you win. And if you join now, MyBookie will match your deposit with up to a 50% bonus. You just have to use promo code LANGTHEPOINTS when making your account. That's at MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid, mybookie.ag. Matt, I have a feeling that we will be doing some stuff with the prop builder at some point on this show. I mean, whenever you're ready to lose some money to me, I'm ready to take it. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's maybe that's why we haven't yet. I just don't want you to take my money. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the prop builder is great. It gives you the opportunity to bet on individual events. I think for a lot of the fantasy guys, that's something... You know, we love to bet on individual players every single day, whether it's DFS or, you know, seasonal fantasy. So making that swap over to, uh, you know, creating props, you know, creating a, a points plus steals blo- uh, prop for Chris Paul and betting the over or the under on it. I think that that's a real nice transition. And I'm actually really excited to see what they do for baseball. I'm sure that we'll have some stuff with, you know, two and a, you know, one and a half hits over under and stuff like that. So Definitely. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Definitely. Uh, Let's get started with the AL West. Uh, Some really good teams out West as well. Obviously, we'll start with your world champion Astros. In 2017, they went 101 and 61, won the whole thing. Uh, We've already mentioned a couple of teams that they've beaten. 121 WRC+, which was first by a ton. So this team really scored runs last year. 3.75 Sierra at that rank third and uh, this team got even better, which we'll talk about. They did lo- lose Mike Fires at starting pitcher and Luke Gregerson in the bullpen. That's addition um, by subtraction with Fires. Yeah, I, I agree with that. The team whip has already gone down without even them <laughs> pitching an inning yet. But they picked up Garrett Cole from the Pirates at starting pitcher, and they added relievers Joe Smith and Hector Rondon. Pennant odds plus 160, World Series odds plus 450. Their win total is 96.5, Matt. What do you make of the Strohs? Yeah, so it's hard not to be, like, super impressed with the Astros. Like, they, their lineup might even be better than the Yankees, like, on paper. they are. Just, I think it definitely is. They're loaded at every single position. And if you look at their, um, their numbers, they're, like, equally good versus righties and lefties. Like, they just don't really have a weakness. And they're still young, you know, like... They did not get a ton from Alex Bregman in the first half of last season. Like, he could be a huge contributor. You know, Yuli Gurriel, like, you could get more from him, I think. And then, obviously, you've got Altuve, who 
made his mark as as maybe the best hitter in baseball last year. I mean, it's it's weird to say for a guy that is literally like shorter than you, and you're not a tall man. <laughs> but he was a monster, especially in the playoffs. And then you look at that pitching staff, like they added Garrett Cole. They brought in Verlander last year. Like Keuchel is an uh, outstanding pitcher. Lance McCullers is another one of these young guys who could take a step forward. Like Brad Peacock was a stud at times last year, and he might not be in their day, in their opening day rotation. Like he might be a bullpen flex type guy. Um, their bullpen was their one Achilles heel in the playoffs, but they still have you know big time arms in there with Giles and Davinsky. You know, adding Rondon, who's been a closer in the past, like. <laughs> And you know that bullpen arms, more than any other position, are always available at the trade deadline. So uh, this team, if they're not the favorite, they should be considered the favorite to repeat. I know it's very tough to do, but they're that loaded. No, it is really tough to do, and I was very surprised. I guess I shouldn't say I was surprised because you know the Yankees are going to get the public money. Right. But the, the the Astros not being the favorites to win the pennant I think is is an exploitable mistake. Like I think that that's something worth betting on because they are still clearly really good. I mean, they, again, who we say they lost? Mike Fires and Luke Gregerson? Like we can, we can more than handle that. I think we can overcome, yeah. And they, this team did lose Carlos Correa for a, you know for an extended period of time last year. Like this is, it's incredible, honestly. Their lineup. I mean, I I know this isn't a DFS pod, but like the Astros are like a great you know anytime they're five not through the nine chalk, stack. Anytime yeah. they're not the chalk, load up on the Astros. Like if they're facing a good pitcher and their implied team total is a little bit down from what it normally is, great time to attack, in my opinion. Absolutely, and you can get after that with the my bookie prop builder probably as well. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm in on the, I'm in on the Strohs. I mean, I, there's not really a ton to say here. I, I wouldn't take the over on the win total just cause I don't, I'd probably just not bet it 96 and a half. I don't like to bet those kind of totals and they're so high, but they, you know, this team is, this team is going to be top three in baseball. No yeah, I, I agree. Like, I think that the, the total is a stay away from me, but I would take the slight over, honestly, if I had to pick a side. Um, the one thing that I will say and this is like the the littlest nit to possibly pick, but they are a little right-handed heavy. You know, they've got uh, Altuve, Correa, and Springer, uh, Bregman. Like, they're all right-handed. It didn't stop them from leading the league in WRC last year against right-handed pitchers, but I'm just saying, like, if there was one thing that might concern you a tiny bit, and again, like, the tiniest of tiny bits, that would be it for me. Uh, definitely fair. We gotta, you know, we have to be uh, fair on the show. We have to mention the the righty heaviness, but yeah, we're we're good on the Strohs. We're gonna move on to the LA Angels, which I think are a little more interesting to talk about. Eighty and eighty two last year, ninety three WRC plus. That was twenty first. Four point two one Sierra. That was eleventh. Uh, they lost Yusmero Petit out of the bullpen. Uh, they picked up uh, pitcher slash outfielder, I guess, uh, Shahai Otani. From Japan, uh, shortstop Zach Cozart, second baseman Ian Kinsler, and reliever Jim Johnson. Uh, a bunch of pretty good ads there, I think. Uh, the pennant odds are plus 750, World Series odds plus 1,500, and the win total is 84.5. What do we think about the Angels this year? I think they're intriguing. Um, they might be a little overhyped right, right now, in my opinion. Like 
bringing in Otani has definitely given them some buzz, which I think is the first time you can really say that about this team uh, in a while. And as good as Mike Trout is, like he had a down year last year by his unbelievably high standards, and he only played in 114 games. So if they get you know good production from Otani, which is a huge question mark in my opinion, especially with the bat. Like I think that 100 mile an hour stuff translates pretty well regardless of what league you're in, but I'm not as convinced as some people seem to be that he's going to be you know, an asset with the bat in the major league. So we'll see about that. But if he can give them, um, you know, some good pitching performances to go with, you know, Mike Trout and they brought in Justin Upton last year, like this team has some talent on paper. The, the, the concerns for me is that they've got nothing in the minor leagues. So don't expect to see, you know, any sort of additions from them, um, you know, in that department. And it, it gives them very little ammunition to make a move at the deadline as well. So uh, I think this team is intriguing. I might be a little lower than them than most, but it would not shock me if this team ends up being, you know, contending for a playoff spot. Yeah, I mean, the thing with Otani is that there's always the risk that the UCL thing flares up and they Fair just point. shut him down. Yeah. So that that's definitely in the back of my mind uh, in terms of their performance. I'm, I'm with you on the on the hitting thing. Like I know, like the whole like Japanese Babe Ruth thing is has been talked about a lot. Like the the hitting, we it definitely remains to be seen. Um, and I think uh, what's going to really determine a bunch of what this team does. I, I need to see more out of Maker of Shoes this year, Matt Shoemaker. I mean, that took a huge step back last year, almost doubled his walk rate. Uh, his Sierra went from 3.87 in 2016 to 4.6 last year. So a lot of regression. And I, I just want to see him go back to, you know, to missing bats and not giving up as much hard contact as he gave up last year. So we'll see if he can do that. I hope that he does. Cause I think that he's kind of like a fun guy to root for mostly because of the, nick- the nickname. <laughs> right. um, you can post on Twitter, like shoe gifs, shoe emojis. Like he's a fun guy. Hundred percent, and that's you know that's what we support on this show. But uh, yeah, I mean, if he can go back to to being what he was in 2016 and maybe even improving, that's that'll go a long way for them to you know to improve on top of what they, maybe they can get from the young guys like Skaggs and and Heaney. So we'll we'll see what the team is made of. I don't. I'm with you on the fact that like it doesn't seem like a lot of these other teams we mentioned like can be buyers at the deadline, like you said, the angels really can't do that. So this might just be kind of who they are and any injuries that they suffer, which definitely happens in baseball, yes. uh, you know, brings them way down. So with all that said, what do you think of the win total? 84 and a half. Yeah. Just one real quick thing. Like this, their rotation might be the most interesting in, in the American league to me. Like they could theoretically have five above average starters or none, you know, like Garrett Richards, yep pitched 27 innings last year and he has a pedigree he was awesome in those 27 innings but like he's a guy who has never been able to stay healthy shoemaker took one of the most wicked line drives off his head that i've ever seen last year and as a guy who pitches in slow pitch softball i can tell you that that messes with you like it (laughs) If you are afraid on the mound and I pitch every inning uh, that I'm out there, I am like basically petrified. It, it affects you. Like it's hard to do. 
So I hope he can overcome it. I like rooting for him just like you do, but uh, it's it's definitely a question mark. And then Haney and Skaggs, again, two guys who are considered elite prospects in the minor leagues, haven't exactly shown it yet. Skaggs had some moments last year, so I have some uh, optimism on him. But Haney, you know, he's really never done it. So it's really intriguing to me. Uh, I'm definitely, this is a team kind of like Houston where I feel like I have uh, not a great feel for their actual win total. Um, that said, I will go with a slight, the slightest of slight unders, just based on the lack of depth and the fact that I think that their total might be slightly inflated because of the buzz from Otani. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I think under, I think that this is a team that can really only get worse as the season goes on. Not really better. I mean, I, obviously if those young guys break out, then that's, that's out the window, but in terms of like the makeup of the roster, um, you know, and we didn't even really talk about Ian Kinsler. Like, I think Ian Kinsler's in decline. So that's yeah, big time you know, in decline. That's why I that's didn't even a, bring him up. <laughs> yeah, like that's like you know the name looks better than the production. So yeah, I, I'm thinking under as well. Uh, let's move on to the Seattle Mariners. In 2017, they were 78 and 84. They had a 102 WRC plus. That was fifth. 4.43 Sierra. That was 19th. Uh, they actually traded with Oakland in the offseason. They lost Yonder Alonso at first base, Giovanni Gallardo at starting pitcher and reliever, Emilio Pagan. Uh, they added D. Gordon, who uh, traditionally plays second base, but it sounds like he's going to play the outfield for them. Uh, Ryan Healy at first base and Juan Nicasio out of the bullpen. Uh, pennant odds plus 1,400, World Series odds plus 3,300, and their win total is 81 and a half. Uh, the Mariners are, I think, with the park. The park for me is always a tough thing to gauge because I do think that these guys can hit. But what do, what do you make of the Mariners? I like them. I, I do. Um, I think that they have a very underrated lineup. You know, Robinson Cano for being 97 years old still gets the job done. Like he's an above average second baseman. Even though his numbers were a little bit down last year, you still love what he can give you at you know, a position that's pretty weak offensively. Uh, I'm a big Ryan Healy fan. Like oh, yeah. He he offered the A's a lot down the stretch. I think that, you know, he can be a huge addition to that lineup this year. You mentioned um, D. Gordon giving them some speed at the top. Like him and Segura are going to be a really intriguing combination. You know, I don't know if they bat one, two, or, or how they split those guys up, but... I think between those guys setting the table and then some of the bats that they have with, um, you know, Robinson Cano and the perennially underrated Nelson Cruz at DH, like, I think that this offense has some potency. And their pitching staff is intriguing to me. Felix is a huge question mark. You know, last year was one of the worst years of his season, if not the worst year of, of his season. Uh, sorry, the worst season of his career. He had a 4.36 ERA, which is like abysmal considering what that guy has done in the past. Now, he only did that over 86 innings. You know, maybe he bounces back a bit this year. But if they get, like, a peak Felix Hernandez season and then you get contributions from guys like James Paxton and Erasmo Ramirez, um, both of which have shown flashes, I think that this team could uh, contend for a playoff spot. So I, I like them, and I am on the over at 81.5 wins. Yeah, Matt, I'm with you. I'm I'm so pumped that you mentioned Ryan Healy because I'm in on that also. Um, 
And I, I really like James Paxton. I mean, saw yeah. the, the K rate go up from 22.9 to 28.3 last year. Uh, the FIP went down from 2.8 to 2.61, and the Sierra went down 3.54 to 3.45. So uh, definitely improving, which is what you want. I, I think that when he first came up, he was just a guy that threw really hard. But now he's starting to miss bats, too. The swinging strike rate is up, and uh, you know all the all the other advanced numbers that I think predict performance are, are going in the right direction. So I like Paxton uh, and I'm with you. I think over is a good bet. This is another team that I think is clearly trying to get better um, and will continue to try to get better throughout the year. So yeah, I, they've I like been that. trying to contend for a while. And right. one other guy I want to mention real quick, Edwin Diaz um, definitely took a step back last year as the full-time closer, but this guy has the potential to be a top five relief pitcher in baseball. So between his stuff, he struck out 89 batters in 66 innings last year. Like he has elite talent in his right arm. So uh, if he can take a step forward, he's only 23. Like I think that he could um, definitely be a stopper for them at the back end of their bullpen. That's good. That's really good information. Um, so we've got we're both over on the Mariners, right? You said you were over. Yes. Uh, so we can move on to the Rangers 2017, 78 and 84, 94 WRC plus. That was 18th, 4.8 Sierra. That's 29th. Uh, they lost Miguel Gonzalez as starting pitcher, but they picked up starters Mike Miner, Matt Moore and Doug Fister. Uh, pennant odds plus 3300 World Series odds plus 3300. And they have a 77.5 win total. A little bit of a weird team here, Matt. What do you think of the Rangers? Yeah, they're definitely weird in my opinion. They've got some guys that you really like and then some guys that um, are obviously huge question marks. You know, I thought Nomar Mazzara was really impressive last year uh, when given a chance. They've got, you know, still Adrian Beltre, who's a really good hitter, at least of left-handed pitching. And then they might have the most intriguing guy in baseball at first base in Joey Gallo. You know, oh, yeah. he has the potential to hit, you know, forget 40 home runs. This guy could crack like 60 home runs, but he might hit 210, like less than that even. Like uh, he's he's basically like the poor man's version of Aaron Judge. You know, like yeah. if, if Judge is going to hit 260, 250, which... Uh, we, I didn't mention that on the Yankees, but I think he's definitely due for some batting average regression. Like, he's going to give you the same amount of power, but with a uh, a worse batting average. So that's intriguing to me, obviously. The the huge question marks on this team is, is what are you getting from this pitching staff? You know, uh, Martin Perez. <laughs> I have lost so much money stacking against him because, like, he just doesn't allow home runs, but that doesn't change the fact that he gets hit all over the yard. Like Matt Moore, same thing. Like Doug Fister, Bartolo Colon. Like what are you getting from any of these guys? And it's not like you're, those guys are battling for the fourth and fifth spot. Like all four of those guys could be a huge part of their rotation this year. Um, they, they do have Cole Hamels at the top. He's not the same pitcher that he was in Philadelphia, but he still is okay. He had a 420 ERA last season. Like they're, they're, pitching staff could be among the worst in baseball if everything breaks wrong for them yeah i mean and obviously the best thing that you should do when your pitching staff isn't good is is chase chase the wins of doug fister on a good baseball (laughs) team um yeah i mean two through six the rotation is really really questionable 
Joey Gal, I mean, like, has any, what's the most number of home runs anybody's ever hit, like, from the eight hole? Because it's like, <laughs> like, the guy has a 327 ISO and he bats eighth. Yeah, or, like, he won't, you know, he won't like, bat eighth this year. They moved no. him up to, like, the five, six spot towards the end of last season. Um, I think he, he settles in at that range. But yeah, he basically was, like, the only number eight hitter in MLB history who, like, you wanted to roster in DFS last year. Yeah, just complete insanity. And, I, you know, obviously the, the Rangers don't care about this, but it messes up my stacks, man. I'm trying to get <laughs> trying to get all the homers in order here. And, you know, we got this guy down here at the bottom of the lineup. Uh, but, yeah, I think, the, I think that the Rangers are – the Rangers are one of those teams that, like, they're going to be fun because they're going to be involved in a lot of games with a lot of scoring. Right. Their, so, their ballpark and, obviously, the weather conditions, in addition to the fact that they have a decent offense – tend to lead to uh, a lot of runs being scored. Yeah, so I, I we'll kind of see what happens with them. What what do you think of, of Profar, by the way? Because he was like, again, like another one of those guys like profiled to be really, really good, and then he came up and he was kind of just all right. Yeah, he wasn't just profiled to be good. He was profiled to be like elite. Like he was the number one prospect in baseball for a long time. So it wouldn't shock me if he has you know, a bigger role than expected this year, but I don't know where they're really looking to play him. You know, like their infield positions, especially up the middle are, are pretty blocked right now. You know, they signed Andrews to like a ridiculously expensive deal. They like Odor, you know, you're, you're obviously not going to bench Beltre. So maybe he can find some time in the outfield. Like I know that they've experimented with that, but again, like Mazzara, DeShields, these are guys who are also, you know, prospects that have shown a little bit more at the major league level. So he might be like, uh, to show my age and my Mets fandom, like maybe he's like a plus version of Joe McEwing, where he can play all over the diamond and he's giving, you know, one guy a rest on this day and this day. But like, I think to expect a ton from him is, you know, not like anything that you get from him, I think is sort of additional. All right. I like that analysis a lot. What do you think of the win total at 77 and a half? It, it's, it, I think that's a fair, a, a fair number. Uh, I'm going to go slight under. I'm going to lean over here just because I feel like the, the pitching isn't great, but at least they've added more bodies. So I think that there's at least a better chance that maybe somebody can perform. Uh, and obviously I do think that the team will hit. So I'm going to go slight over. Uh, last team of the night. Oakland Athletics, Team Moneyball, 2017 record 75 and 87, 102 WRC Plus, that was 7th, 4.46 Sierra, that was 20th. Uh, they lost the aforementioned Ryan Healy, but they added outfielder Stephen Piscotti, uh, relievers Emilio Pagan, and Yusmario Petit. Their pennant odds are plus 5,000, World Series odds plus 120,000, uh, <laughs> and their win total is 74 and a half. Uh, it doesn't sound like it's going to be a good year for the athletics map, but what do you think? I don't know. Obviously, they, um, on paper, appear to have like maybe one of the least talented lineups, at least, in the league. But I kind of have a sneaky feeling about their pitching staff this year. A lot of guys that um, have potential, you know, like Sean Manaya. Jarrell Cotton, Andrew Triggs, like Kendall Graveman, like all these guys have kind of done it in spurts. And I don't know, for some reason, and again, this is this is like the hardest hitting analysis you'll hear all day. Like I just have a feeling that they're going to pitch well this year. 
Um, I, I like Chris Davis. Like, I think that guy just continues to get better. He's like a sneaky 300 ISO type of guy. Steven Piscotty, I think, can hit enough. You know, as good as the Cardinals are, sometimes they get a little too weird with their lineups and guys can get lost in the shuffle. Like, I could see him being a contributor. Um, Marcus Simeon is good at, for a middle infielder. Like, they have some pieces. And then Brandon Moss is always intriguing to me. Like, he's another guy that I love to play in DFS because he's always super cheap and, and had some pop. Like, we'll see how much playing time he can get. I'm just going to trust in the organization. Like, they haven't been great of late, but I still think that they are a well-run team. So I'm going to uh, pick them to sort of expe- exceed expectations this season. Not not in a way that they're going to challenge, you know, the top teams of the division or anything, but I think they could be like a sneaky 500 type of team. Like, this to me is Toronto uh, uh, Tampa Bay West. Like, that's how I feel about Oakland. Yeah, I I mean, and Billy Beam we trust, right? Like I just every time like the the athletics make a move where I'm like, what the heck are they doing? It ends up working out. Like uh, that was the that was the Healy trade for me. Like I I thought like I really liked Healy. I didn't think it made that much sense to trade him, but they obviously boosted the bullpen. Maybe that's what they need. He I, you still know, has I, some egg on his face from the Josh Donaldson deal for sure. Oh yeah, well. Well, that's not going to be in Moneyball too. We'll definitely, <laughs> <laughs> definitely tell you that. Um, but yeah, I, I, the Athletics are, are a team, like you said. Like I feel like they're going to hover when all said and done, closer to that 500 mark. So I definitely like the over here. Um, and I feel like they've kind of made their move. Like I don't, I don't really know if there's like a ton of selling that this team is going to do because I feel like they've already kind of stripped the roster. Right. They have nothing to sell at this point. Exactly. Um. All right. Well. That's going to do it for this edition of Laying the Points, brought to you by MyBookie. We'll be back next week with more baseball. Uh, please be sure to subscribe to, rate, and review the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And get that, depo- get that deposit bonus on MyBookie for using promo code Laying the Points. For Matt LaMarca, I'm Anthony Miko. May the odds be ever in your favor. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Factory.